Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. God bless you. This is Reverend Aaron Williams. We're just so excited. You know, I'm 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 always trying to be excited. I can't say I'm always am excited, but I'm always excited about Jesus. But I'm excited about this broadcast tonight because what I I've realized what I do in my ministry um, and how the Lord uses me is that I continue to minister as He grows me. You know, I don't try to minister beyond my ability. I don't try to minister beyond my station, but I minister as the Lord blesses me. Why? Because we're all growing up together in him. You know, in him we live, move, and have our being. You know, there's no big eyes, little use, but we want to make sure that the Lord uses us where he planted us. So this is where we are right here, Blog Talk Purpose Kingdom Network right here on Facebook Live, and this is DTW Ministries. This is your boy, Reverend Aaron Williams. Uh, But as always, before we get into the word, we want to definitely open up with a word of prayer. So, God, we do thank you. We bless you. We praise you for your goodness, God, just for being who you are. Hallelujah. Just for being God in our lives, God, we thank you. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts will be acceptable in your sight, that you would get glory to yourself, God, that the word would go forth with power and conviction, God, but that your purposes would be fulfilled in our hearts, in the earth, in our lives, God, in those that aren't saved, that you would bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, Aunt Stephanie. Amen. God bless you, brother. Hey, how you doing, Um, Reverend Ryan? Thank God for you. You know, tell Calvin I said happy birthday. You know, um, we thank God for you guys that continue to tune in. But what the Lord has been pressing on me, I'm going to get right to it. You know, what the Lord has been pressing on me is brokenness. And, 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 And I guess because he presses this on me, because I was a person that was very prideful. I was a person that, I mean, I, 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 was, I, I was proud about how I looked. I, I was proud about how I conducted myself. I was proud about my, about, about my gifts, about the talents, the things I could do, the things that came with ease. But what I found, <laughs> what I found, I, I guess I found myself like, Paul, I, I counted these things as dumb. I had to get to a point in my Christian walk where none of these things meant anything anymore. The, the, the greatest desire for me was to be in the presence, in the will of God. And, and, and what, I, what, what I mean by that is talent will take you so far. And you've heard it, but talent will take you places that only character will keep you. Because you have, you have to some way sometime in your life come off of your pedestal, off of your high horse and live life and live the Christian life. You, you have to walk this thing out. And not often is it found in people that are performers. I, I was a performer, you know, lights, camera, action, Christian. But behind the lights, my life was raggedy. And it took 
brokenness. Now, now we have several types of brokenness, and the title that I believe the Lord gave me and that I put out for today is Broken Into Power. Because we, we, we're looking for and we're jockeying for a position. Everyone wants to be right. You know, you see the media. You, you see the news. Everyone wants their opinion to be kept with the, or, or held with the utmost respect. You know, I, I can no longer disagree with you. I, I, I can no longer come against what you say. You know, I, I, it's even to the point where if I do, you know, we, it was always an issue with the gospel. But now we can't even disagree on how you – how you conduct yourself, how you think, what is the critical race theory, and and all of these things that continue to divide us. And some of the people that are the most biased are the ones that are crying unity, crying unity, but at the same time fighting and contending against anyone that's different than them. I, I, I don't. I I, I began as I was in prayer to become nauseous in my stomach, physically nauseous because of the disgust of what I began to see and continue to see. I don't know if I was ignoring it before because I know the news has always been bad. It's like all they want to put out is bad news. But I want to tell you and just throw interject this in here is because but Jesus is the good news. Jesus is the news that we need for these times. What God is bringing or trying to bring, we that are Christian, and I'm talking to the Christian now, to a place of humility. My ability doesn't necessarily move the hand of God. My giftedness doesn't move just because I can do a thing doesn't mean God puts his stamp of approval on it. Just because I can hold a note, just because I can play an instrument, just because I can draw a straight line doesn't mean that God has approved of me. Uh, in, the, in the book of Romans, it says that all were under a cloud, all were under a cloud. All followed Moses. All were baptized with the same baptism, but not with all was God well pleased. When will we get to a point where pleasing God, my goodness, where pleasing God is what we want, pleasing God is our priority, pleasing God is our desire. When God has to move us into brokenness, he has to move us most of the time in brokenness through heartache, through anguish, through pain, through disgust, through despair. But God doesn't necessarily desire to break us that way. The Bible says if we're willing and obedient. If we come to God willingly, if we come to God in obedience, if we come to God in brokenness, this is why the Bible tells us that a broken heart and a contrite spirit, these are the things that are acceptable. These are the things that God gravitates to. We can come and people want to know why, how you're so bold, how how you're so moving, how, how you do these things. That's because I'm not foolish enough to go into the presence of God in pride. I'm not, I'm not foolish enough to go into God's presence unbroken. 
because my frailty, we, I believe that we don't really realize how my shit. I don't think we really realize how bad we really are. How low we really are. I, I, I can't even think of the right word right now, but how depraved we really are. Even as children of God, even as a child of God, I still see my depravity and need for God. I see where the need for God, the need for a Savior, because in this flesh dwells no good thing. There is a necessity for the child of God to continue to seek the face of God. Why? That we may learn how to put this flesh to death. There is a brokenness that brings me into selfishness. See, the enemy knows that when you're broken, things can enter. When you're broken out of pain, when you're broken out of anguish, we often gravitate to the thing that soothes us that comforts us, that makes us feel better, and not always is that necessarily the things of God. But the enemy knows we have Christians and you that are on this line, you that are on Facebook, however, whatever media you're looking and listening to this, some of you had said, I tried, God. And you came in broken, you came in ready, but you didn't come with a hunger for the things of God. You came for comfort. You came for answers. You came wanting things to happen instantaneous, not knowing that your brokenness is where God wanted you, but you had to learn how to navigate that brokenness through prayer. And the problem is in the in the kingdom or the commonwealth of God, the problem with that is, is it brings more brokenness, my goodness. It brings me to a place of more brokenness because as I see how frail I am, how sinfully deprived I truly am as a sinner, how helpless I am in my state without God, without a Savior, it takes me to a place that I recognize I need God. I don't just need him as my Savior. I need him as my Lord. I don't need him just as my Lord. I need him as my guide. I don't just need him as my guide. I need him as my friend. I don't just need him as my friend. I need him to help me to gain the ability. Paul said it this way. To me, we're dying. But for us, it's life. It's life because this life is Christ in you, the hope of glory. But we have to come out of the place of uh, brokenness for sympathy, brokenness for empathy, brokenness that we can find an arm of flesh to lean on. When God is trying to grow us up, saints of God, listen, Brother Aaron, y'all that know me know my life as a Christian took a long road. And it didn't take a long road because that's the way God brought me. It took a long road because I was just like the children of Israel. On a three-day, on a three-week, two-week journey, I wanted to take 40 years to get there. A place that God tried to take us that we often don't gravitate to, we don't go because there's pain there. 
And that, that, that's exactly where God wants to build for us an avenue of access to him. That, that right there is where God wants to bring. He's creating avenues of pursuit, my God. I tell you, a brother said that to me once, and I ain't never forgot it. An avenue of pursuit. How do I seek the face of God in the midst of my pain? How do I seek the face of God in the midst of my hurt? How do I do it in the midst of my anguish? Because God wants us to come there willingly. But listen, if you don't come willingly, life will bring you there. Yeah, yeah, I'm a witness. Life will bring you to a place of pursuit. But God has to be your all. Often what we've done and what a lot of us have done, when we've gotten to that place of pain, we didn't know. We, 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 we handled it like any other relationship. When there was too much pain, we unpacked our stuff and left. When the very God of our salvation, my God, when our help was right there, but we handled it like we handle everything else in the flesh, we went to the place of comfort. We went to the place of ease when God tried to take us through the land, my God, the land of brokenness. My God, I'm going to read this scripture out of 2 Corinthians. And I've read this before, I believe a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to read it again. And it says this, 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. I'm going to start at verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God. Listen, this is where we should begin to recognize that the things that we have, the anointing, the giftedness, even if it's writing, even if it's something audio, video, even if it's technology, thank you, whatever it is, God gave it to us. Whatever gift it is, I don't care what arena, if you're in the secular arena, if you're in the religious arena, if you're in church, whatever, wherever you are, whatever you have, God gave it to you. We often hear people say, thank God, thank God, I thank God. But we've learned so well how to orchestrate our lives. We've learned to orchestrate our lives for success, and, and, and many of us have orchestrated our lives to look like success, when success is the furthest thing from our true vernacular, our true lives. But God gave Jesus, my God, I, I, I really, I, I'm trying to hold Jesus off, <laughs> but he's the theme of everything. Our brokenness, he was broken for us, that we can come and willingly break, willingly surrender, willingly humble ourselves. My God, my God, we know what Romans 12 says. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, just because he reached out and saved us, just because he he had created an avenue to himself just because he gave us access, just because his mercy, when we would, we would do righteous judgment, God in his mercy. If it had not been for his mercy, we'd all be consumed. If it had not been for his grace, 
None of us would stand. None of us would be able to stand. But he beseeches us. Why are you beckoning? Why are you calling, Paul? Why is this thing? Because of, just because of his mercy. If we didn't get even past the mercy of God, why? That we present our bodies a living, a, a living sacrifice, a living sacrifice. That means that I'm putting myself in a place, why, Paul, that the life of Christ might be manifest in my life, even my ability. I can learn to do church. I I can learn to to do religion. I I can learn to do it, and it has nothing to do with God. I'm sorry to say things of God. We We have learned how to have church so well sometimes, and that even without God, to the point that the sinner man stands around and sees the performance, but is not changed, is not converted. No conversion takes place. No, no conviction takes place. But we are getting to a place, my God, where God is breaking the alabaster box. He, he's breaking the shell of the flesh that the life of his son, Jesus, may be made manifest in our lives. He's bringing it out, and he's bringing it out through pain. He's bringing it out through anguish. But he wants to bring it out because of humility. He wants to bring it out through obedience that when we come into the presence of a holy God, we recognize how wretched we are and how much in need of a Savior we are, even though we've been saved for a time. I still feel this flesh and the pulls and the desires of who Aaron is. I didn't say who Aaron was, who Aaron is, but I am a new creature in him. All things are passed away. Listen, all things become new, and all things are of God, and I learned that through the breaking of my flesh, the breaking of my will, the breaking of my appetite. Why? Why do you want to get broken? That the life and the power, the move of God, the giftedness, the gifting of God may manifest in everything that I do, where I can actually say it's no longer I that live but it's Christ that lives in me. I want to challenge you. I'm at my first challenge already. Maybe you've been born again, but you are living a defeated life. I want to tell you, if you're not in a place of repenting daily, you need to repent daily. You need to come to God that he may cleanse you and renew you daily. Not that you may go out and willingly just do what you want, but that he may cleanse you as you're seeking him to perfect you. And that doesn't mean that you won't make mistakes. That means that he's correcting and you're becoming where the Bible says the day of the just shines more and more unto that perfect day. God is moving us from earth to glory. God is moving us from glory to glory. God is moving us from strength to strength. God is moving us from rank to rank. God is moving us higher 
and higher. But that direction seems to be oxymoronic because the way to get high is to get low. My goodness. I'm preaching to myself now. The way to go higher in God, we want more. We we want the problem. <laughs> the problem, we just talked about this. I had a meeting with a few men. We talked about that pyramid. The problem with the pyramid is wide at the bottom, and there's a lot at the bottom, but the top is crowded because everyone is trying to reach for the top of the position. Everyone's trying to reach for the top position in the church, and nobody is seeking God. No one is seeking for the purposes of God. Everyone is seeking for their own purpose. Everyone is seeking for their own ministry. Everyone is seeking for their own benefit, for their own anointing, for, for, for their own when we are a body. I need to pray for the brother that's closest to me. I need to pray for the brother that harmonizes with me. And guess what? I need to pray for that brother, that sister, where we have conflict. Because I have to find how to navigate how this portion of the body, this portion of the ministry complements me, and I complement it. Because whether I like it or not, part of each other. We have to get past this. We, we have to get past where we're different at and stop looking at differences as conflict because differences are not conflict. Differences are just what they are, differences. And we try to use that scripture, how can two walk together, lest they agree. But the hands and feet agree, but they're not the same. My left hand goes out. My right hand goes out. When my left hand goes out, my right foot goes out. When my right hand goes out, my left foot goes out. What does it do? It keeps my body in motion, and it keeps me in balance. I don't try to make my feet and hands go the same time. It One, it looks strange. But two, it doesn't give me the balance and the mobility that I do when I let the body move in the parts and the fitting that it's called to. So when I see someone that's different from me, I now have to find out how do we link? How, how, how do we fit? How do we work together? Because that's why they're there. They're there as part of the body to let me know that there's a difference that I have to find the link. And not always is the issue the person who I disagree with. We want to point at each other because you offended me. You're the problem. Because I offended you, I'm the problem. No, the problem is how are we linking? How, how are we getting? And I don't know how I got from brokenness to unity, <laughs> to the body, but I, I, I'm a body minister. I, I understand that. I, my, my, my desire is the body of Christ. But God, I, God, God is moving. How many people out here have issues? <laughs> How many people out here have issues that they're living in right now? How many people are going through pain right now that they have an issue? I want to tell you, that pain, that exact thing is where you need to pursue God at. That, that, that point right there, that, that weakness right there, that infraction right there, that unforgiveness right there is where you need to seek God to navigate 
your heart because he, the spirit that's in you already told you and showed us where we're in error or where even the other person is in error, but he shows us where we have to get because we have to get to the point where it doesn't bother us, where it doesn't take us off our square, where it doesn't move us out of character, where it doesn't move us into sinfulness. Uh, all right. I'm supposed to be getting to some points on this brokenness. I, I think I'm finished with the preaching part for 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 tonight. But I thank God. I didn't even finish reading the scripture. Let me go back to the scripture. Second Corinthians four. I stopped in verse seven. That the excellency of the power may be of God. I, I, I can't emphasize that anymore. And not of us. When we get to the point, see, I, I sing a song and, and, and people shout it. But the next time I came and had a song, I, in my mind, I was going, you know, do the same thing. But the power didn't come from me. The singing ability didn't come from me. That all came from God. I now have seen and felt pride rise and now I'm had to navigate how, God, do I keep this Christ in it? Do I not think that it's my ability, that I don't think it's my hitting the notes that move people? Because, see, for you singers out there, that's what the devil did. He recognized that his giftedness moved people. My giftedness moved people? God, forgive me, foolish enough to think that it's about me, that it's my gift, that it's my talent, that it's my ability that have moved people. I pray that you forgive me and cleanse me of pride and ignorance, God, in that Holy Spirit, you would enlighten me on the true meaning of surrender, that you may use this gift for your glory. In the name of Jesus. As we move into the things of God, saints, there is, we often talk about Pastor Smith. I often talk about our current pastor, Pastor Spalding. I often talk about these men of prayer. But as we move into new levels, people want to move into new levels and want to recognize or don't recognize why they're not being as blessed they would normally do. It's because when you move to another level, you have to match it spiritually. You you can't move into a new area in ministry. You can't move into deeper things in ministry, but you're not putting that more extra time in prayer, that much extra time in the Word, that much extra time in the meditating in the Word. You, You can't do it. It's it's like a bodybuilder that's building his body and wants to build his body, but he don't lift heavier weights. He don't do more reps, but yet he's taking on more weights. He's taking on more responsibility. He's taking on more ministry to do. God God did not call us, saints of God, to be ignorant. God did not call us to be overnight wonders. God did not call us to be islands by ourselves. 
one man shows, one woman shows. God called us to be together. But I'm, 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 here's my next challenge. If you're doing more ministry than you've ever done, but you're not matching it in prayer, I want to challenge you to begin to pray more. I want to challenge you to begin to pray more. Your prayer life is so important. This is a communication with God. And as I said, I often talk about Pastor Smith and what he used to say that I remember so well is that those who talk often to people about God must first talk often to God about people. So as we're moving in and we recognize that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not be we, we can't be those that we want see we want to be those that are just, you know, I, I call it cocky. And maybe it's just me because I, I like I've been cocky all my life. And the way God is moving in me is I don't like that. For me, that, that I don't know. Maybe for you that's how you get things done. But for me, I don't, I, I don't like pushing myself in the front. Everywhere I go, people pushing me to the front. Everywhere pushing me to the front. I, I do not like going to the front. But when I go, I'm going to make sure. God, well, I can't say I'm going to make sure. It's going to be in me that God show up, that God use me, that God get the glory, that he be in front. Because he is the one that has to be seen. I told you guys that I was going to keep preaching the gospel because it's the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, that God provided a savior for man, redeeming man from the curse of the broken law, which was by Adam, when he and his wife ate of the fruit and of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and disobeyed God, bringing sin into the world. Christ, God, knowing the necessity of redemption through blood, gave us shadows and types in the Old Testament of the promise that was to come as the priest prayed daily and sacrificed for the children of Israel through the sacrifice of blood of heifers, of bulls, of bullocks, of sheep, of goats, of turtle doves, sacrifice of blood as a sacrificial lamb, broke himself for us, gave his life for us as a payment and a ransom for the price and penalty of sin, came in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, my God, that we that receive the atonement through the confession of Jesus Christ as Lord and the forgiveness of sins by repentance to God can now live a life of holiness and boldness through Jesus Christ our Lord and the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. But he wants to take us to a place of surrender. He wants to take us to a place. I'm ready. It's a song I heard that says, I'm ready. Lord, I'm, I'm ready, ready to be used. But I recognize that God knows when I'm ready. 
I, I, I had to stop singing the song because I'm like, God, am I really ready? It was a thing I heard on the internet. I wrote it down. It says, have I really changed? Or am I just a person that now realizes I have too much to lose? And the context of that statement was, it was a minister, and he said, he wanted to do some things while he was on vacation that he wouldn't do. But the thing that kept him from doing that was because if someone sees him, what might come up? What kind of controversy would come up? What kind of scandal would come up? How many how, would he lose his church? What, what, what would happen if he got found out? And he asked himself that question. Have I really been changed on the inside, or have I just conformed because I recognize I now have too much to lose? I want God to so change my heart that I don't even recognize me, <laughs> that I don't even recognize who this person is, but through the word of God, through prayer, through ministry, through every effort to see Christ manifest in my mortal flesh. I must decrease that he may increase. And as we go through our fourth challenge, we talked about prayer. Last week, we talked about differences. We talked about the body of Christ. We talked about several things last week. But my, We talked about the blood of Jesus. But as I, as I move out into ministry, what I'm doing is beginning to add not just prayer, but consecration, fasting, turning off the TV, and getting that time in with God. Sometimes it might be five minutes. Sometimes it might be an hour where I just sit there in his presence talking to him. Sometimes I was telling a brother today, I, I, I don't know what it is, but when I picture in my mind and get ready, I'm on my way to where I'm going to go to pray. The tears just begin to come. The tears just begin to come. The brokenness begins to happen. My mind is questioning what's going on in the natural. I don't even know what's happening because I'm not sad. I, 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 I'm not sad about anything, but the tears and the brokenness in my spirit, and I'm, I'm loving the time that I'm having in the presence of the Lord, which brings me to my next challenge. Some of you, are longing for renewal. Some of you are longing for a refreshing. I just want to pray for you. Before we even get into the altar call, I want to pray for you that the Lord begins to break you through your obedience, not through your disobedience, not through your hard-headedness, not through your stubbornness, not through dramatic and traumatic things happening in your life, but through your obedience and willingness to say, God, without you. Right there, right there. Without you, who am I? Without you, God, how can I move? Without you, God, how can I live? How can I minister without you? How can I do this without a Savior? There was a need for a Savior in your life. God, knowing that, provided a Savior, and his name is Jesus. 
my God. Won't you make him Lord of your life? We're early. We're early today. But let me say, I said I'm going to pray with you, and I still haven't finished the scripture yet. But let me pray. God, I do thank you for those that are listening, even as we continue on through this broadcast. God, I pray in the name of Jesus. I know you're not a respecter person, so I thank you, even how you're moving in me. And I pray for my brother. I pray for my sister, God, that's seeking you, that desires truth in the inward parts, that desires more of you, God, that you would begin to break them in their obedience. Ah, yes, God, every area of their lives that's lacking, God, that you may pour yourself in the more, in the name of Jesus, as they pour out to you, God, break them. God, do it for your glory in the name of Jesus. God, do it for your glory for us as we contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. We thank you for the outpouring. Uh, We thank you for the manifestation of your giftedness. We thank you, my God. We thank you for all that you're planned to do, for we know that your thoughts and your plans towards us are good and not of evil, to bring us to that expected end. God, and that expected end is Christ in us, the hope, the daydream of heaven, of glory. Ah, so make us, mold us, shape us, break us, God, as we say yes to your will, yes to your way, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me finish it. Troubled on every side. Verse 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Listen. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. What? His dying, his breaking, his surrender, his humility, his obedience. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord, putting and crucifying my flesh to the cross of Christ, that the life of Jesus, as he was raised in power, might be made manifest. It ain't nothing spooky. God wants to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart has been made perfect toward him. God wants to show himself strong on those who continually put themselves on the altar, who continually always bear about in their body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Why? To make an open spectacle of you know that the life of Christ might be made manifest in this flesh. That when we walk down the street, someone says, there go Jesus. He's moving us to a place. Ah, yes, my God. He's moving us to a place of obedience. He's moving us to a place of power. He's moving us to a place of deliverance. He's moving us to a place of equipping. He's moving us to a place of joy, and he's doing it in our brokenness. Ah, yes, God. Ah, yes, God. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) My God. That he's moving us to a place, my aunt says, that we can move to the right of the comma. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to explain that. You're going to have to give me a little bit more of that. Hallelujah. But he, God is moving us 
by creating avenues of pursuit. God, my kids are going crazy, avenues of pursuit. God, my finances are funny, avenues of pursuit. God, I'm going crazy, avenues of pursuit toward him. My God, that in everything we come to him broken. God, my parents, God, my children, God, my job, whatever the problem, God, my health, God, my church, God, whatever it is, avenues of pursuit that he's creating to himself. Take advantage of every pain is an avenue. Take advantage of every disappointment is an avenue. Take advantage of every space that you feel is missing and use it as an avenue of pursuit that the Holy Spirit may teach your heart how to navigate to God because he's drawing us to himself. The Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, that as they placed him on the cross, as he said, it is finished, my God. The plan of salvation, the gift of salvation, has been given to man through the blood of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, our God, the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, that now we have access to God, my God. We have, did I say that? We have access to God, and God continues to allow things to happen in our lives, not that we may run away, but that we may recognize the avenue of pursuit, that we may recognize the open door of access we have to him in every area of our lives, every area, every weakness, every pain, every frailty, every strength, every gift, every area of our lives, avenue. We're not just going when we're weak. We're not just going when we're troubled. We're not just going when we're perplexed. We're not just going when there's issues in our life. We're going when things are good. We're going when God is moving. We're going when he's blessing because we understand he created an avenue of access. Maybe you're on the line and you haven't taken advantage of the accessibility to a holy God. Maybe you've been in church. Maybe you've confessed Christ, but your life is what you believe and what the word of God tells us is not what it ought to be as a Christian. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you tonight to move up to the next level in your Christian walk, in your Christian experience. I want you to move to a place of obedience. I want you to move to a place of holiness. I want you to move to a place in God by the avenue that he's opened and is access and is a highway, and the highway is called holiness, my God. It's a highway to heaven. None can walk up there. But the pure is a highway to heaven, and I'm walking up the king's highway. If you're not walking tonight, I want to introduce you 
to the gatekeeper. <laughs> I want to introduce you, hallelujah, to the Lord of the highway. His name is Jesus, my God. The Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But we're here to build disciples. So even as I'm giving out the altar call and leading you through the sinner's prayer, I want you to find a church in your city, wherever you may be listening to this. I want you to find a Bible teaching, Bible believing, Bible preaching, Bible living church. If you're in the Philadelphia area, I want to encourage you to attend our church on 21st of Lehigh, the Deliverance Evangelistic Church, under the leadership of our pastor, the Reverend Glenn Spaulding. But even as we do that, I want to lead you in a prayer of repentance. I want you to say it and mean it. And if you say it and mean it, God will do exactly what you ask him to do. God is not a man that he should lie, neither are he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, will he bring it to pass? If he spoke it, he'll make it good. For it's Christ that works in us, both to will. We know you got the will to do it. We know you want to live right. We know that you want to do this thing, but you struggle. But it's Christ in you that works in you, not just to want to, but to do it. He's a keeper. He's an enabler. He's a provider, my God. He's a deliverer. He's all that you need to make it from earth to glory. Come on, repeat after me. Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save my soul and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I ask it in Jesus' name and to his glory. Lord Jesus, by your spirit, come into my heart and become Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Amen. If you said what you meant and meant what you said, God has done exactly what you've asked him. Now, I pray even as I had stated earlier that you find yourself a Bible preaching, Bible teaching, Bible believing church. You know, we here at DTW Ministries always invite you to our home church, which is the Deliverance Evangelistic Church on 2001 West Lehigh Avenue in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, come see us at any time. We are holding services now, you know, as we are coming out of this pandemic, we begin to hold services. We're having full services on Sunday mornings, you know, and prayer on Wednesday afternoons at noon. So, you know, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you, you know, um, and be encouraged. But let me pray for you. God, I do thank you again for each and every believer, each and every person that's on this line, each and every person that has heard this broadcast or that will hear this broadcast. God, that you would so fix it in their heart, so fix it in their mind. God, that you would give them 
God, and equip them, my God, that they may desire the sincere milk of the word, that they may grow thereby, that they may desire you the more, and, God, that they may recognize the avenue of pursuit that you've opened for them in whatever capacity, in whatever circumstance that they find themselves in, that they take advantage, God, of their access to you, my God, for you're able to keep that which they've committed into your hand against that day. I pray for them. I pray for my brother. I pray for my sister, God, that has confessed you for the first time, God, that you would draw them closer, that you would lead them to a church that they can go to, a body of believers, a fellowship, a ministry, God, a brother, a sister in the Lord, someone that can encourage them and direct them in righteousness. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. You know, at this time, we're going to bring back on our um, online pastor, the Reverend Tori Daly, and she's going to come with some announcements about future broadcasts and what we're doing here at Purpose Kingdom. Then I'll come back at the end of that, um, and this is going to only really be on the um, radio. You'll be able to hear it on the Facebook page, but it's really just for the radio broadcast. And um, after that, I'll come in with the final words and the benediction. Pastor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bless and praise God for the word that has gone out this evening, broken into power. Hallelujah, God. I I, I just got to say, Reverend Aaron, you have made me think about brokenness in a whole nother light today. I'm there, as you were talking, I was literally going through my head thinking on some situations where I had to just begin to praise God because I was like, you know, I thought I was being broken into pieces and you were actually breaking me into power, into the Holy Spirit. So I just thank and praise God for that word that has gone out this evening. Hallelujah, God. We encourage all of you out there that is listening in to join in with us tomorrow. We have a double bubble of God's word. You can join with us at 8 o'clock p.m. tomorrow evening on PKN Radio. Hear a rebroadcast of Broken Into Power with Reverend Aaron Williams and DTW Ministry. And then at 9 p.m., you can join us right here at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom for the dwelling place and host Minister Dominique Hudson. That's at 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio backslash Purpose Kingdom tomorrow evening. We bless and thank God for each and every one of you who joined in with us today. We um, invite you to follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Purpose Kingdom. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. We also invite you to follow us via our webpage at www.pknradio.com. Again, www.pknradio.com. You can hit our contact page and reach out to any of the hosts that you would like to speak with, and we will be sure to get 
back with you. We bless God for each and every one of you. And we do have um, a surprising announcement in the next week or so. We will be announcing the release date of the PKN Radio app so that you will be able to hear the word of God through music as well as the preached and taught word every day right here at PKN, Purpose Kingdom Network. We thank God for each and every one of you. Reverend Aaron, the ministry is back in your hands. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Thank you so much, Pastor. Appreciate you. You know, you never know, um, saints of God, you know, um, when I think about how this broadcast works and those that work behind the scenes, you know, to make sure that we look good on the outside, <laughs> how they're running around and pushing to the switchboard and controlling this and controlling that. You know, we don't see the hustle and bustle. They make it look like what we do is easy working behind the scenes. So I just want to, you know, give a shout-out to Pastor Toy, you know, and Brother Rob, you know, um, have they faithfully through years of ministry, and they were on all the time. I was only coming on every other week, and I'm still only coming on every other week, but they were here faithfully day in, day out for everyone's ministry that was coming through, everyone's ministry that was coming on Purpose Kingdom. They were the ones working behind the scenes, and sometimes Sister Adrian also, you know, working behind the scenes to make sure that the word would go forth, that the information would go forth, that ministry would go forth, and we definitely appreciate it. I want to take this time real quick, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry, sisters, this is for men only, um, that our, our church, the Deliverance Evangelist Church, has a men's fellowship. You know, I don't know if you can see that. It's a men's fellowship. We have and we had these business cards made up for the men's fellowship, and um, we have prayer every Wednesday night at seven o'clock. You know, um, right now it's on the phone. You know, and I, what I want to do, I want to give you real quickly the number. You know, to call in, you can call in anytime. You know, um, and the number is seven zero one eight zero two five zero six three. Again, that number is seven zero one. Eight zero two five zero six three, and it'll ask you for the passcode. I hope you're writing this down, and I'm gonna post this up on my page later. Um, and the passcode is eight four nine five seven seven pound, and that's for seven o'clock prayer. We have some men of God that have been praying for a year. Ever since the pandemic, every Wednesday, they're on the phone, 7 o'clock at night, you know, um, praying, sending up timber, calling out, crying out to God. And also, every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, we're on Zoom with our Men's Fellowship for the Deliverance Evangelistic Church Men's Fellowship. And we're on Zoom. If you have the Zoom app, you can write these numbers down. You can come on in to our page, to our fellowship that we have every Saturday at 10, and the numbers is 885-7129-0670. Again, that's 885-7129-0670. And the passcode for our Zoom is 468-208. So we thank God for you. You know, I, I'm excited. I, I'm excited what makes me so excited is not just the Savior on the inside, but I see what he's doing in my life. My life is so drastically changed, and what people don't recognize is 
what I'm saying is my life was so drastically changed from the inside. Well, the outside, I, I always had a facade up on the outside. I, I could make it look good. But on the inside, I was terrible. But what guy, And maybe that's not your hang-up. Maybe your, your hang-up is more physical, more outward. But my hang-up was internal. My hang-up was I was a liar. You know, so everything about me, my makeup, my character, the words that came out of my mouth, I couldn't even trust me to keep up. That's a whole different story. Maybe one, maybe one day I'll give my full testimony, but it definitely ain't going to be on Facebook. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, we thank God for you, people of God. We thank God for those that stayed in with us for the whole broadcast. We want you to be encouraged, broken into power. The problem that I find with that, you don't like the feeling of helplessness that often comes with it. But God reassures you in your spirit that he'll never leave you and forsake you, that you don't have to appear to be strong and mighty before men. Just wait for the opportunity for God to allow you to open your mouth, to lay hands to do whatever he tells you to do, that you will move in his power, in his gift, as you come in obedience into brokenness, into contrite spirit, into a broken heart, into a place of humility. Why? That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have we have we have the earnest of the spirit. We have a token. God has sealed I don't want to get back into this thing, but God has sealed us by giving us by giving us a piece of what it looks like. A piece of what it feels like. A piece of himself. Mm-mm-mm. He's given it to us that call on the name of Jesus. And you try to say that you can't come out of what you're in, you can come out tonight. Before we close, we got two minutes. I'm going to pray that prayer. God, in the name of Jesus, even as today we've confessed our sins and our faults before you, God, I thank you for each and every believer, each and every man, each and every woman, each and every boy, each and every girl that's on this broadcast, that's on this line, that I listen to and hear this video and these recordings. Maybe they're going to archives, whatever they may do. But, God, I pray their strength in the Lord. I pray you strengthen them from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. In the name of Jesus, Amen. God bless you. You know, God bless you. We 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 want, we're going to be back on July the twentieth, which is two Tuesdays from now. That's the next time we're on the air. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May heaven smile upon you. We'll see you in church. God bless you. Jesus led. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free.
will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. Baby, I 